All right, welcome to Craft Apparel. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here, discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and (laughs) that's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft Apparel. Please enjoy this episode. Cheers. All right, guys. Welcome back to Craft Apparel. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy with you. And our lovely host. Zimbabwe. Ah, I know that one. He wants to drink a lot of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it loosely translates to, the right? Mad Russian, but he seems fairly happy. Yeah, he's not him. mad today. No. The Kremlin offered cookies. <laughs> Beautiful. It's been a good day. So we are here, hanging out. Um, the Mad Russian was nice enough to host again today, and we are gonna jump right into a lot of fun um we're gonna let these guys pick what we pour first before we get into this but we do have brian from pravada cigar club coming on um he should be popping into the zoom that's live right now any moment and uh he's gonna be on here so we are gonna be smoking uh espinoza's uh lca release from the league uh uh oh thank you from the pravada cigar club uh we are doing that as well as um Oh, I said chai tea, right? I did say the cigar from Espinosa. We're going to smoke that, and then we're going to go through some uh, conversations about Provada Cigar Club. And you guys know we don't do typical interviews, so this should get weird, fun, and all kinds of crazy at the same time. Um, well, I'm going to shoot him a message, and what are we starting on? Well, we have here, which I have never seen. Uh, I was at a little bourbon um, club, uh, club gathering with uh, some of my buddies. One of which is Paul Casamaticus, and uh, he brought this to the club and let me have it to uh, share on our podcast. But it is an old Forester single barrel, barrel strength at uh, 120.9. I guess I'm assuming this is a barrel pick from Dogwood Wine and Spirits. And um, I've had it, and I, I have to admit, I'm not a big old Forester fan. But I continually try it because that's what we do. We review bourbon and cigars. And I I thought, um, you know, I'm going to let you guys taste it and see what you thought. I enjoyed it. But we'll see what you guys think. I was kind of a a little surprised that I really enjoyed it. But, you know, that's what we've talked about on the show. Uh, You know, try these barrel picks, man. In some ways, the barrel picks are about the best thing going. Yeah, I think... um like Mark, we've talked about it before too. Sometimes uh, barrel picks are just the best damn thing to. Uh, oh, I got my uh, Sazerac shirt on today. You know, yeah, I, but. I almost, I, I almost brought a, an old Forster barrel pick to, to to the party today. In fact, I still can. If that, if you guys want, you got one just like this uh, from a different barrel pick. But I, oh. if you want to do that, that's cool. See, well, we can't. We can't. I mean, we can't. You don't got to rush away right now. Let's do it at the break. Let's let's okay. do this stuff with. Uh, let's get Brian through the first half of this. Maybe we can touch on that because you already brought up a single barrel of something else. Um, and then I pulled out. It's only going to be one pour, but I wanted to do something incredibly different, incredibly uh, unique to the people that got it. Um, I brought up what's left of a bottle of the X29 2019 single malt experimental from Still 630 here in St. Louis. And this is a um, second fill bourbon barrel aged single malt. 
Um, so that guy's been sitting for a couple of years. That'll be interesting to get into. Um, well, let's cheers this up, guys. Yeah. Back to a lovely fucking podcast. Fantastic. Here we are again on cheers. another cheers. Thursday. Yeah. Give this a little chew. Huh. I thought it was quite different than anything I've ever had from Old Forester. You know what I'm going to say right off the bat? So initially, it hits your tongue like it's going to cook your mouth like that 1920 does. But then it sweetens out. Like you, you, the proof is there. Yeah. You know, it's definitely 120 plus. Yeah, it's But that's the immediate that's the immediate feel. I'm, I don't want to talk about what it tastes like or anything yet. We just started trying it. But as soon as it hits your tongue... It's like you're you're like you got childhood trauma from Full Forster 1920. <laughs> you're like, oh no, it's coming. But then it stops, and there's this real cool sweetness that it's there. Really unique. Really, really. It's unique. just really different than anything I, I tasted because I think on the last one I had that 1920. I was like, <laughs> oh man, that that choked me up. I wasn't ready for it. I don't think you were just like I was like here that. we poured you this and I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but this has really got a beautiful color, and um, the bottle's a little different. I mean, Old Forester label, I mean, it's basically the same thing, but it's a, a, a beautiful glass with a nice cork, kind of a, a deep, now I want to say a navy, but a, a darker blue with gold on it. And um, I just really like it. It's a different flavor. It definitely, there's sweet tones of all the good shit that we like like caramel and and even some fruit maybe in well something. yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask uh i had a point i wanted to reference to the russian do you remember when we made um you made that like ginger cocktail that had the orange in it yes that like i told you tasted like orange lemonade <laughs> The, yeah. it, the fruity it's it's like um oh no like a blood blood orange fruity citrusy it's kind of what i'm what that sweetness is that takes over on the back now i don't know it's how many people like have a little blood bit orange of a lately halo, like you know the halo oranges i buy them yeah, whenever when i deep roasted so i was at when i was at edge wild yesterday i told you guys about their barrel you know because new bar manager new complete build out there um they uh their oranges for their manhattans or old fashions or blood oranges that's all they use Hmm. Because it's going to create a different. Oh. What, it's different. I love blood oranges. I buy them when, whenever I can find them. I just like to peel them. I just like to peel them. <laughs> <laughs> I never really. I think I'm doing something naughty when I peel oranges, blood orange. But guess I'll have to try a blood orange. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah, huh? I will. All right. Well, listen, Mark, the Viking, why don't you jump into what we're smoking here, buddy? What'd you say? I can't hear. Check her bed, see if she needs you Yeah, she's fine, man. She's fine. Um, once a so what we're firing up is we are firing up the tidy, 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 the tidy. It's fun when you say it that way. So the tidy uh, from Espinosa Cigars. Um, this is part of the uh, uh, Provada Cigar Club um, local cigar shop um, issue, I guess, or or or, or deal you can put out. Um, Fun stuff behind the cigar. Uh, I don't know the exact blend. I'm kind of going to let Brian talk about it a little bit. Uh, but there's a fun story as to why these hit the market. If you want, Mark, if you want to tell him, you can. Well, I just remember that he, he said that it was intended for the Asian market uh, from, from Espinosa. 
uh, he originally wanted to put it in the in, in the box club so anybody who receives the three cigars a month would, would get one of these but they didn't have enough so it became the LCA release and I think that even though there was already kind of a a, lo a loyal following for all of the, the previous releases the the, the the cookie monster the death bucket um, of all of those and I and I nothing it's we I don't it doesn't have to be a comparison but this so far is my favorite of all the LCA releases that, I, that I've well, ever had yeah and I think the reason they're comparing them is it's the same thing before I knew there were Espinosa when he just put the picture out right That's the same thing you thought yeah the artwork it's it's the same thing as the room 101 the death bucket and the death bucket too the the artwork style the colors everything is there so you can see why everyone you know, maybe not, you know what I mean by the style, though. The cartoon yeah, it's just a very simple, simple label. Yeah, it's in their with fun. like a funny little iced tea, a cup of iced tea with a bent over straw. Yeah, and they're fun, man. And a funny little Thai tea. And you know what's funny about that? And I say kind of a funny, simple little. That's the shit that's really popular right now. You're even seeing labeling being put on barrel picks like that. You know what I'm saying? We've had a couple that have like. You know Diablo or some funny guy in a devil suit, and it's right. from this place or whatever. Yeah, these yeah, little true. funny things are are really popular now. That's true. Well, and, yeah. and actually, so this was this really was this is my second one of, of these Thai teas, but this was the first Espinosa cigar that I had ever tried, mm -hmm. and so like this this sampler is the same. I, I so I, I don't know what to expect from from these, but uh, if 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 there's anything in in their line that, that's similar to this i think i'm a fan yeah espinoza makes espinoza is really interesting because they're one of those companies where you have espinoza cigars but espinoza cigars creates and, and distributes under you know uh, what do you say like uh subcategories i guess like they have other um uh line names that are distributed out of Espinosa, do different things. They reach different clientele and different regions and different things. Like you know, like this was supposed to be an Asian market release, right? Now it's landed in in the states and probably in Europe as well, wherever it distributed towards. You know, Espinosa does things like that where they have certain things created for certain. You know, you can look at like Romacraft. Okay, now granted, Romacraft just wanted to tell the FDA to eat a dick and they were gonna do what they wanted to do. So when they launched their company, they distributed their entire line in Europe for I think two and a half years before it hit the States. You know, so you still find things like the Wonderlust that everyone wishes would come to the States. It's not coming to the States. It'll be a European cigar permanently. It's on that, it's on that, you know, that kind of reach that you have that you get to have fun with. Hmm. Well, so far, I like it. It's got a Got a little different taste profile. I'm just getting into this. This is all kind of new. I this cigar and and even Pravada, uh, you guys have been talking about it. I, I know it's been you guys have been working on it for a while, but I don't know. I'm about a half inch in, and it's a great burn. It looks good. Yeah, I'm gonna fire it up the now. The draw is fantastic. Um, yeah, and the other thing that's cool, that's cool about Espinosa is that they come, they, their stuff is made in one of the like lower regions, like I want to say it's Lazona, Esteli, Lazona, 
It's like one of the, you know, like if you've got a property line, it's like the back corner of the property where Espinosa comes from. Uh, Mark, you got the wasabi um, the other day of Esteli. Oh, okay. it's called like La Zona or La Zona, La Zona. Esteli um, of Nicaragua. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, uh, St. Louis City, St. Louis, Missouri. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like Nicaragua. Yeah, so it's like shit going in Kirkwood. It's like La Zona, on Esteli. The, other side of the mountain is De Pere, and in there, there's the, right. Yeah, is just it like that, that close. Uh, most of it, yeah, most of it is. Now, if you're going from uh, Jalapa Valley down to Esteli, that's probably a two two hour stint. I don't know. I've never actually trekked it or traveled it. I've never been. Yeah, you know, been there. <laughs> so, uh, but you picked up the wasabi. That's another one. You know, they've got the Alpha Dog, uh, the six hundred one bombs. Um, well, uh, and now, got, now that I see that that the twenty twenty bomb isn't released, I specifically asked for that, and she says, "Oh, we got that a month ago, and they sold out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> um, I'll be interested. So I haven't smoked like uh, La Bamba's. I think it's, I think those are called La Bamba six and one La Bamba. Yeah. Um, I haven't smoked one of those. I originally bought one at your favorite pirates place, like back in two thousand sixteen. <laughs> Label was cool. I wasn't, you know, stoked with them. Um, but it'll be cool. It'll be cool. You smoke through them and see. And again, back then too, like when I was when I smoked Alabama, it just came in that six six fifty two to fifty eight because it's they're in they're in. I call them trumpet. It's got a weird size, but if you notice, they start small at the cap and they get robust at the bottom. So it's like a six by fifty two to fifty eight because as you go down, it gets broader at the bottom. Um, but they were. I mean, I don't know. I just it wasn't it wasn't my thing then. But again, you're talking five years ago. So shit can change in five years. You know, five years ago, the cigars now could be using seven-year-old tobacco that they were using was three years old then, or two years old then, you know what I mean? So things do change. It'll be interesting to see. Um, but again, like with Espinosa, a lot of things, like I didn't know, like you, he bought the wasabi, smoked the wasabi. That's not in every shop. You don't find that much at all. I thought that was online for the longest time. Uh, like the Alpha Dog, we got the Alpha Dog War Dog, you know, it's a big 660. But the wasabi, is there like some wasabi flavor to it or is it just uh, i think it's got nicaraguan la heroin and i think that's supposed to be the point it's spicy it's a spicier cigar I, I haven't had it i don't know yeah was it a spicy cigar i haven't smoked it i still have it in the oh shit it. well cool yeah you know i don't know <laughs> I, I thought um that would be my pool for it you know i don't think they do any infusion stuff but again like espinoza they're one of those companies that you know them and to the people that don't smoke espinoza what Pravada Cigar Club did by putting out the Chai the Chai Tea is it just relaunched the interest into Espinosa for the people that weren't regularly taking part in the product itself. You know, if the if the hill where Mark picked those up at had those for sale, they obviously have an Espinosa following. You don't just bring those in because right. you want them. You know, which is which I think is pretty cool. Well, so I'm gonna light the cigar. You now know, the point, of, the thing that's kind of funny for me is, I was sitting here thinking about just when we started a year ago rating cigars. We had such a glut of cigars to try, and you know, trying to do something a little different every week. So usually we do one to two cigars every week. I mean, that's over a hundred, you know, over a hundred and something cigars in our podcast last year. And and now it just even seems like now I'm not saying they're petite. Or would these be considered a petite line of cigars? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but I'm just good. saying. Well, the it's, it's interesting with cigars that are coming right. out are just 
Well, it's interesting with something like Espinosa, right? When you talk about that brand, okay? Espinosa, I don't think you can qualify them as a boutique company. Their brands are very boutique. So like 601 La Bamba, that's a very small batch production cigar. The Alpha or the Alpha War Dogs, whichever, the Wasabi, the Chai, the chai Tea. These are very small batch select cigars that are made. You know, they're probably only making a couple thousand, if that, you know, falling into that, that boutique rule. You know, so the company isn't a boutique company, but their brands are boutique. I got you. Which is, which is, so you can, you can even take that into bigger brands. Like if you look at, um, general, right? General cigar. So they've got everything from Cohiba to, uh, you know, the, the regular production diesel stuff. And then you've got something like the repackaging re-release of, and I just lost the company in my head. General? No, the the, the the brand I'm trying to think of. It'll come oh. back to me. But, you know, that is now kind of considered a boutique brand under them because, you know, they eliminated X amount of sizes and, and, and um, facings and things like that and kind of got back down to a baseline of, of product. Go, sweetie. You know? So. Yeah, I get you. I, fi I find that really cool. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Russian thinks about that. You get over there, dude? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Okay. I, I, yeah, I was, I was, I was texting to oh, ask no, no. somebody good. to bring up, bring a bed for the dog, so she's not so annoying. Not that, that, get down. She's not annoying. She just wants some love. But yeah, so it'll be. That's it's cool. That's that's a cool, unique way to look at that. As far as as far as you look at Espinosa, which I think is pretty unique. And I will say, like for me, you know, you knew six. Okay, so six and one La Bamba had it i've had it before no not that i've had it one before knew about it never across my radar until you picked it up right you never would have picked it up if it weren't for the you know the the, the thai tea or the chai tea coming out That's looking right. at the wasabi you know you wouldn't have thought about it you know it's just um it's how some of those things come together which is unique so it's reinvigorated and it's brought i think espinoza back to the forefront of people's attention to think about it, you know, which is which is cool. Actually, that well, I mean, saying this, this would have been a, a something I, I I was looking forward to 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 say to Brian that uh, hope he doesn't stand us up. That'd be embarrassing. This is a uh, it's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about about being a member of of, of this club, um, and I'm really glad that 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 that, that you re referred me to to, to, the, to that because. Um, it's, I, I, as, I, as I mentioned, in some of the other social media cigar-themed groups that I'm a part of, um, for me, it started with Drew Estate and McAuliffe. I mean, those are brand-specific ones, and they were not very kind about people posting or discussing things that were from other brands. It was a very, you know, the admins were employees of the brand, and, and right. that, that's what it was targeted at. Um, and and also i think because of that they missed some of some of the <coughs> the, the the topics that re that really kind of interest me um and 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 so i i never participated it, it i looked at it and it was just pictures of people posting their cigars with, with 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 merchandise from the brand right this because it's not tied to a brand and and i was i, I this was actually my, my first way of testing it i posted a, a, a cigar that I, that I was smoking that did not come from 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 the club that I didn't buy from from the club store and and 
the, the kind of warm reception that I, that I got from, from, from the group told me that I'm in the right place. I, I, I actually like engaging with those guys. Right, and that, 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 that's cool. You know, I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't do any of, of that, but that's, it does not surprise me, right? And it'll be cool when he gets on to talk about, like, I, I think I originally did, when, before the Pravana, the Cigar of the Month thing was a recurring monthly thing, it was a, you know, like a, a butcher box, right? You get one a month. Uh, you charge if you want it each month, you know, you, whatever. Before it was a subscription thing. And because um, I had found him on, he was on the Bovida podcast with Rob. And they were talking about, and he was explaining how he's, you know, he's got coolers full of cigars that he had bought and had and had been aging on them and sitting on them. And he's like, I'm never going to smoke through them. So why not give them away? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he kind of created this whole thing. But from there, and I want to say that was like two years ago, I think. 19 yeah it had to have been in 2019 and from there to now distributing into you know select boutique cigars into shops creating this online presence you know you saw on their on their instagram they're moving into a larger facility now um like an actual four walls and a roof and it's not igloo coolers in his closet <laughs> you know which is really cool to see it organically grow because that's what it did and that's a prime example of social media just what it does how it builds up how it transcends and how it grows it's just since we're on espinoza that's what you're seeing i want to say their their instagram's gotten almost like six thousand followers this week and or, well, i'm sorry not this week since the drop of the the chai tea well and they, they they were even forced to institute certain rules um like for example when for, for this for this for this cigar they 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 put it they put in a, a rule for for a specific date and time that that that, that it could be sold. They 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 were not allowed to sell more than two cigars per person per visit. Um, they also they they also ran into an issue where because they were so popular, some of the shops that were getting them were saying, well, you can buy these only if you buy some of this other stuff. So they were using it as a way to unload Ooh, other products. Yeah. So they had in, they were like we they didn't support that. So they 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 had to mandate that this shops can't do that. See, but that's that's interesting, right? Because here's where everyone's a dick in a little bit of a way, right? If I'm a shop owner and I buy these cigars. Once you take my money and that product shows up, tell me what the fuck to do. Same way as same way as as soon as you buy that cigar from me, you can stick it in your ass if you want. Doesn't matter. Once you pay for it and you acquire it, you can't. Now you, sh I mean, I understand, but you can't. If someone now you will be like, okay, if we do this again, you're not getting a shipment because you know you gave you got three boxes of them, you gave them all to one individual, and now people are online because that's what they don't want. What they don't want is they don't want someone. If if your if your shop gets three boxes, you sell them to one guy. Tomorrow he's on these Facebook groups flipping them for thirty dollars a stick. Because these fuckers do it. Well, same way with bourbon. I told how we talk about how the bourbon industry mimics the cigar industry the same way. Like when, uh, for example, uh, Old Fitzgerald puts out a bottle, or uh, yeah, Old Fitzgerald down at Heaven Hill puts yeah. out a bottle. When you buy it, you give them your license. They put your license there as you got a bottle. So you can't have that bottle again. Like you can't, like the locals can't keep coming in there and buying three or four bottles every other day and then putting them online and selling them for more money. You follow what I'm saying? Right. Not that they don't find ways to get around that because they have friends go in and they do it that way. But they're just, and I, I appreciate the fact that they do that. So 
more people can get an opportunity to smoke their product or drink their product. Well, yeah, for sure. And I get that. I understand that. But there's always that asshole factor that you cannot stop. Well, I guess on the on the, the one difference is on the, the whiskey side, it's a little easier because if you get two bottles, it never fails. It never fails. Always. Doesn't matter where we're at. We could be locked in a closet and like a rat will chew through the wall with dynamite teeth. Or we could be doing like a podcast <laughs> at the lake and all of a sudden the Loch Ness Monster finally appears on our podcast. Yeah. And he just gets up to pee. <laughs> and it sounds like a hurricane. Uh, wait a minute. Is that the fucking Loch Ness Monster out there? Well, you know, along the, the, the same lines of what you were saying, I, I was... I, I tried to be. I tried to explain. You know, when, when I when I bought when I, I ended up buying all three boxes that they could get at that at that cigar shop in in, in Clayton of the uh, the the, uh, the foundation fifth year anniversary. Yeah. I told the guy, look, I'm not buying these for resale. I'm 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 splitting this up with with with, with my friends. And he's like he's like, whoa, look. I'm here to sell cigars. I don't care what you do with them. If you got the money, I have and I have the cigars. They're yours. I said, okay. Right. See, and that's and that's different too. That's cool because I almost want to say the reason that he was so willing to let them go is they may not have been doing that good in that location. Right. That's my. You know what I mean. Thought. Whereas, like, because like, hey, down there at Grand Crew, all boxes out of here, which helps me. We just moved three boxes, and right. now you know. And that's not. And that's nothing against the store because the store does fantastic, but there's always going to be an item or five that just it just doesn't work there. But then you go 10 miles down the road and they have the same three boxes you asked to buy one to tell you no because they're going through eight sticks a day. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that thing kind of still floats. That's the same way with the whiskey. You can go up north and find these bottles or go over to Illinois and find these bottles for 20 bucks. But then you come down here and you hit your local big chain store and they got six of them and they're 130 and they're stingy on who they give it to. You know, it'd be, why not? Why? It's, if I only got six, man, I only got six. Yeah, I don't like you today. You can't have one. You know, you know how that janky shit goes. Yes. Um, janky shit. Janky well, shit. Yeah, well, I got yeah, no that's, one. Janky that's, shit. That, actually, that's also that. That's why I stopped. Uh, I won't name the store, uh, but there's a certain store near here that I, 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 I pretty much stopped shopping because. They they had a, a bottle of the Old Forester 2020 birthday bourbon. Yeah, and I I pointed. I said I, I want to buy that, and I see the shelf tag, and I said I have the money. I want to. You have it on your shelf. It's for sale. I want to buy it. And he says he says no. You need to buy so much Old Forester product, and and, and then I'll sell it to you. And I was like, why is that? He's like he's like, well, I had to sell enough Old Forester product out of the store in order to get that. So 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 now I'm passing that that on to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Since you ate <laughs> shit, I have to too. Oh, I think it was a communal shit-eating party. <laughs> well, it's the same. Well, listen, now that's a different subject that pisses me off, too. So, And I can tell you the nitty-gritty on that shit. Well, it's just like, you know, so... It's fucking criminal. You know, it is. I, I'm going in, and I, let's say I only spend one or two grand a month at a specific place, and then they've got something special in that I, I would like to have. Well, guess what? We're going to have a raffle two times a year, and you'll be able, if you get so lucky, you'll be able to buy that product. Now, I really found that even, Smeven, everybody, it doesn't matter your wealth or your disposable income. If you were an uh, avid bourbon guy, you didn't have a lot of money, you'd have a chance of getting one of those beautiful bottles of bourbon. There's also this corner that sucks where a lot of people that shop there, too, are fucking bar owners that buy their shit there. Yeah. So they're dumping a piss ton of money. So... 
however they work. You guys will figure out what we're talking about. Well, however they work their magic, the people that spend the most money are the ones that get the best bourbon now. Well, because they set up this, like, tier system. Yeah. You know? Like, because I I look at that, right, and, like, a place like that, you know, it's comfortable to say probably spend $2,000 a year there, right? Cool. Okay? That's probably comfortable. If you're talking two bottles every couple months, average about 80 bucks, close, $1,700, you know, whatever. Cool. Now, the guy behind me might be in there spending two grand a month, right? That makes him more important than me? Apparently. I mean, but but here's the thing, too, because they don't judge it by what you're buying, right? I know exactly what I spend in these if I'm, if I'm If I'm buying, you know, I go in there and get two sixth edition McAllen's, and then the person behind me got 14 bottles of Four Roses plastic cup, right? We spent the same amount of money. Who bought the higher end product? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's a good point. But it's not looked at that way. It's the dollar amount that matters. I spend on average of $9,000 a year at total uh, uh, wine and, what the hell is it? Total wine and more? Yeah. Total wine and more. You know what I get for that 9,000? I get a $5 discount on wine every once in a while. That's what that earned me. So that's ridiculous. It, it should be open across the board. I, I just don't buy into that. But that's what they want to do. That's yep, fine. It, I it, have detailed my purchasing from that particular establishment. I can tell you that. Along with a couple others who chose to go that route. Good luck. Yeah. Um, that sucks, though. I just come back to I think it's funny. Like, hey, you just bought all these cigars. No, 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 no. I bought them, right? The money in your account? Yeah. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's that Watch this. I'm going to throw them in the street. <laughs> you know why? Because I bought them. <laughs> you used to tell people that all the time. They're like, hey, can I like carry this bot? Like, you know, like, can I just put the box in my glove box and just leave it there during the summer? I'm like, hey, man, you bought them. Whatever the hell you want with them. You get some moldy sponges, but I mean, they look pretty cool. I mean, you might grow a little botanical garden in your glove department, but it'll be all right. Right on, man. Let me ask you a question off, so we can get off this little rant a bit. This ash, yeah, is this cigar is burning very well. I'm very impressed with it so far. I noticed there are guys. I don't know if it's a nervous habit, but they ash all the time. They just continue to ash and ash. Aren't we as cigar aficionado guys? Isn't the cigar burning perfectly when you're leaving the ash on there and not fucking with it all the time? Okay. Yes and no and bro science. Okay. Did you so, just say bro Bro science? science. Yeah, bro science. So like, see how us bros are sitting here? Yeah. About to do some science. All right. Bro science. <laughs> so I'm surprised we're letting that part of that part of after that after hours. <laughs> part of that is yes. If you continuously ash it, most people th- well most people that do that are previous cigarette smokers. It's 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 like a nine out of ten are previous cigarette smokers that consistently previous consistently ash. But then there's also... I'm not picking you out. I just... No. You're the closest no, to the end. No, it's a different thing. For, you know what? For me, it started with, with hanging out with Kurt because 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 I used to sit there and he used to say, that's gonna, that ash is going to drop all over your yeah, lap. Yeah, see, then that, that's what the other part comes in. Other people will do it because that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid the ash is going to fall. You, know, you always know that guy that's sitting in a lounge, guy or girl, and the first time they drop their ash on the floor, they sink into their freaking chair and they're like... Oh shit! <laughs> and you gotta like calm them down. You're like, bro, it happens every day. Like the no, guy that I left here before that. you. But the other part is, when it comes to the ash, yes, allowing the ash to stay on the cigar 
as long as it's there, as long as you're not toking on it to try and get the ash to sit there, yeah. what this does, this stops the ember from overheating and burning the tobacco. You're getting a clean, even burn. The temperature is staying the same inside the cigar, yeah. okay? But then where the bro science comes in, as the ash gets longer and longer, the air is still coming through this way. As this ash cools, you're going to start tasting that burnt tobacco because okay. the air is coming through. Well, that's what I thought. But and now, in, in, in all fairness, if I'm out in a very nice bar, I'm really going to be watching my ash. And like, if I was at this point in a good bar, I would drop it. But we're rating this cigar. We're trying it for the first time, at least I am. And I'm just curious like i'm not trying to smoke it upside down and get the you know the dime collecting uh ash deal going i'm just curious you know because that says a lot about how the cigar is built the things we've talked about many times so i i'm just kind of curious in a natural setting like this how this goes but as, as yeah that's and that's where the it's yes no and it becomes bro science because you know if you're if you're talking um you know i don't know if you say physics or or whatever you're trying to as that cools down and as you're heating at the base of the flame as you're pulling in the longer it gets you're going to start tasting the ash because it's just the airflow it's coming through here first and carrying this with it and coming down right but then it also comes down to when you ash is there a proper way to ash some people will tell you you should roll the ash off you should set the cigar down until the ash falls off then you pick it up and relight it but that just sounds exhausting like it's a long time to wait. It's a lot of rules. Yeah, there's but just too much shit going on. So or you ash like I, I ash like people ash cigarette. I tap the cigar. Yeah. Now I don't fucking thump it, so there's crater opens on the top of the cigar, but you just touch it. Now I admit <laughs> I do thump. Like if I'm in a specific area, there's a nice set of woods, and I need to get it a few, you know, a little distance, and I don't want to use the ash. Oh, I enjoy I that though. I do, I do that. I do the frick listen. See how far I get the ash to go? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just like, you know, why do it's like literally, tray? like, see? Because once that ash goes, it's totally natural. Just get it somewhere off the beaten path or a little bit, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's, so that's just where that comes together. What were you going to say, Mark? Yeah, that held on for a good long time. That was beautiful. I forgot, I'm sorry, I forgot what I was doing. Well, we're uh, just the cigar. The cigars. So the cigars good. Like I said, um, I guess I can look up the blend on it. But I want. I want to say it's a. It's a. Oh. It's at least a, a Nicopuro down the board. So, at least so maybe. I, I was thinking about another thing that that I learned. This is really something that I learned over over the, the course of of these podcasts was that. Um, so I really like Lanceros, but what what I don't like about about them is is. Um, I end up with with, with with a lot of that tar buildup, so it took me a lot of time to to, to, to to figure out how to how to smoke them, where I wouldn't get that, and that was really kind of after 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 talking to you guys and and um, uh, you know having having patience about it, and and so when 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 Mark mentioned that that part about where you're supposed to just set it on the on on the ashtray and let it fall off. Um, the last time that I smoked a cigar on the rooftop of the last hotel, there was a guy, I only met him that, that one time because he happened to be out there, the only other person smoking cigars. And and he said something like that. And I, so I'm looking at the cigar and it reminded me um, one of one of my classes in psychology at the, at the University of Colorado, they, 
they had this stupid thing where you you take a you take a bite of a of, of of a chocolate at the beginning of the class, and then you set this chocolate in front of you, and throughout the whole class you you could smell the chocolate and the pre professor says try not to touch it like you're not going to get kicked out of class if you if you eat the whole chocolate he's like, he's like he's like but you just leave it there and 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 you try to forget about it and the the idea was like because after you've had it and, and, you, and you like it and you want more and you keep smelling it and you keep looking at it, that, that's, that's what was happening to me when I, when, I, when I, like, you know, sitting there with the cigar, I'm looking at it, I'm waiting for, that, for, the, for the ash to drop and I'm thinking, I want more of it and I'm not going to wait for that. And, that. and then eventually I'm like, you know what? I think they, uh, <laughs> uh, Russian, I think what you're explaining is a mind fuck. <laughs> so let me, in a simpler way, put what the mad Russian just said. So if you start watching the show, um, it was the one, um, the two guys go on the Bachelor thing to Sonoma, the wine country. Well, remember that show where those sideways, two, sideways. Okay, yeah. what he was trying to say: if you're asleep, if you're laying in bed, your wife's asleep, you start watching that show at eleven o'clock. Within about forty-five minutes, you're. I was just about ready to go out and get in the kitchen and get some fucking wine because I wanted some wine so bad watching that show. Okay. Now the I Viking. Think that's what he was saying. Now the Viking will translate. Yeah, both the Bourbon Cowboy and the Mad Russian. Mind fuck. <laughs> like God damn, I'm getting thirsty watching him drink this freaking wine all freaking time. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that's that's hilarious, man. So I guess we're going to get into another pour. Um, well, um, I will say this. We haven't talked about the pairing. And this cigar, I want to say, it's coming into the meaty part of it. And I'm getting some more flavors. Um, but this Old Forester at 124, it's a little different than most because this is the full Monty right here. You got a great nose. You got a lot, uh, a burst of good flavors. And we talked about the caramel and the sweetness, and a little orange. And then you do get a really nice burn all the way down or warmth through it. So this is like straight through the whole thing. Some of these 124s, these higher proofs kind of dissipate. And we always talk about proofs, how each one's built a little different. But this one, I think, pairs pretty good with this, um, especially with the higher proof. This is not super spicy, but it's just got a nice, mild, and just a tingling right here in the beef of it of a little spice. So this works pretty good. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I got to say, this is probably, this will go up there with one of my, if not my favorite old forester, I think. Because I still have to say, it's like you have childhood trauma when you take the first sip of that thing because you think it's going to punch you in the mouth like that 1920 does. Yeah. But it stops. And then there's like this blood orange, like, I'm going to use that, like an orange like cocktail citrus. There's like a, a like a cotton candy kind of sweetness. Like the way, you know, like when you take a body of cotton candy, it dissolves in your mouth and it's everywhere. The sweetness is like that. But then when you drink it down, it's a complete rotation. There's that, that, the, the thing you call the burn there's that heat that you expect but it's the comfortable heat even when you retrohale the um am i thinking right again is the tai chi try tea um, chai tea the yeah. um retrohale on this tea. is really a, a clean um just slight you just get a little of and i hate to say fruity but there's just a nice little clean up through there yeah i was gonna say the retrohale on this 
is really unique because it, I, there is some spice there. Like when you retrohale it, you kind of get it up here in the top of your nasal cavity. But it's not overpowered. No, no, no. That's like that's where you it's get really it though. Nice. It's, it's like yeah. Steak. It's like when you have a um, when you have a properly seared steak that is just salt and pepper seasoning, right? And you can you can literally smell the pepper coming off the meat. It's like that. It's not overpowering. It's not. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not gonna burn you. It's not gonna you know dry you out. It's just you can smell it coming off. But then there is a. I liked how you said tingling because like towards the back of your tongue, as it sits back there before you let the smoke go, there is like this. It's a tingling. It's just like a slight little pop rock effect happening. Yeah, it's like that. a. It's like a, a ginger, like a ginger wrapped jalapeno. A small dancing around the buds. Yeah, yeah, little. Uh, Little, right. little little jigs dance around. I think we've I think we've uh, effectively got through this first pour. But Russian, what do you think about the cigar, man? Well, I I love the cigar, and actually, I, it's not a bad pairing. <clears throat> initially, I thought. Oh that, yeah, I'm sorry, I said that. Good pairing. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I like it. Initially, I thought that that the old Forester was was kind of too strong for this, and I was still getting it was it was hard at first to get over the <clears throat> that 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 high proof part of it, but. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I wish I could. I, I wish I could explain the why, but I don't notice it so much anymore. I, I, really I would just, even be. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I would even be interested. I and I'm not a big proponent of this. There's only probably a few bourbons I ever put a drop of water in. It would be a little bit interesting to do a pour of this and put a drop of water in it and see if even those flavors open up even a little bit more. But we're not going to do it today. We don't have the time. But anyway, no. It's a very pleasant surprise for me because I'm not a big old Forester guy. And when I saw the bottle and it was like, hey, you want to try this? I'm like, yeah, kind of been down that road. He's like, dude, I think you should give this a shot. I did. I was like very pleasantly surprised. It's, yeah. It's, it's So anyway, I was happy to have it on the podcast. Surprising is the word. It's, I mean, that is what, um, I mean, if, if you're talking heat with taste, um, and what, one thing I want to say about that, that I don't even get with the cigar, there's not much barrel in there. There's not much oak, not You're much right. wood That's a good point. at all. Yeah, and and it's got that kind of color we like to lean towards. It's got that amber honey, like that real dark, almost if if red were a gold, if that makes any sense. What I'm trying to say, if red were a gold, that's that color that's in the bottle. It's got a hue to it. It's got a light. It's got a light to it. Like there's a light radiating from the amber color of the of the whiskey itself. And the cigar, I mean, together it goes, it goes great. This is, I think, this is a perfect combination of a pairing. The way that completely starts in the front, childhood trauma, little sweet, you know, some burn, and then you get that dancing, pop rock sweet thing. And in the I back. even when I popped the cork on it, I handed to smell the the top of the bottle and the nose coming out of it. It's got an old school feel, smell to it too. When you pop that cork, anyway. Really nice little find. I'm gonna have to maybe hunt me down another one for the well, vault, go, but it's really by, nice. I'll go buy dogwood tomorrow, and if it's there, yeah, I'll see how many I can acquire and but um, send out the uh, wolf call. Yeah, but that's. Oh I mean, do you want whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've sent one of my minions to, to try to find the minion. My, uh, my 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 barrel pick. So if. If if she can find it, we can we, we we can. It'd be really cool to run a comparison. Man, that is nice. Call in the minions. That's awesome. <laughs> For a slight moment, I was like, wish I had fifteen year old kids. <laughs> yeah. But when I say slight, it was like, nope. There it went. Up. Actually, up. 
It's gone. Yeah. But you get the benefit of of, of, of of me having them because... Yes. That's right, because then they yeah. come over and I'm like, do this, and they're like, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, clean that yeah, shit yeah, up. Yeah, feel weird, good. though. I know, because I've done it before. We've been hanging out, and uh, the kids are over there. I'd be like, I'm not going to put your kids' names out there, but I'd be like, I'd be like so-and-so, get your dad a glass. She'd be like, okay, and I'm like, no, nah, I, I got it. I'm sorry. Like, don't do that. That's weird. <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs> Stop listening to me. Yeah, but so... Unless I tell you to play in traffic, don't listen to me. So... Because then I'm like, go play in traffic. When our kids were younger and we wanted to get away, it was really nice having teenagers living next door because we could call them. We could even text them money, Venmo, PayPal, whatever, you know, pay them through the phone and then take off to go hang out with friends. Now... Our kids are old enough that, that they can be left alone and they're responsible enough that, that we can just take off. It's a glorious but, day. It's it, well, a glorious day. And then, and then, and then for, for people like the Viking, it means that, 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 that if, if he needs someone to, to, to watch his uh, four-legged kids, they're, they're available. So. Yeah, because they're just as much uh, responsibility, if not more, than the kids yeah, and when if you get don't, to your age. If you don't take care of my girls, I will bury you in my backyard. But not you. Not you. I love you. Oh, snap. Um, yeah, so I think the pairing so far was really, really good. So uh, do we want to move on to our next pour? Um, we'll probably hit our break here in a little bit. And I wonder if uh, when I told when I told not when I told Brian 315, I was stating, you know, 315 East Eastern Standard Time because he's in Florida. I wonder if he's central, you know, waiting R315. Well, and hopefully he's not. Well, hey, while while we're talking about Florida, that brought up another. I, I want to do a shout out to Niche um, because I was in Naples the other day. Um, went down to see my mom and sister, and it, it was fantastic. I've never traveled to Florida during New Year's Eve, and Niche was so kind as we've had him on our show before and whatever to hook me up to make sure me and the fam um, got in to burn. And uh, I just want to put that out to thanks, Niche, for that. Appreciate it and look forward to seeing you again soon, buddy. Thanks well, again. Well, Niche, that's awesome, man. Oh, this is cool. Wow. Okay, so are we going to do this? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. So this is uh, an Old Forester single barrel. Battle Royale. I cannot re re replace this. This is the only one. I mean, I, I participated in the barrel pick, and this was my my, my prize in, in, in doing that. It was led, It was actually led by Jackie. Uh, oh, Jackie. So this one is is un unfortunately not well I don't, I don't know about it, unfortunately we'll find out uh the, the this the one the one that we're trying now is is uh almost 125 this one is only 90 so um man i well i'm excited about that that's gonna be surprising that last uh that last sip there you know just kind of sitting there and getting a little cold it's probably about 38 degrees outside um when you drank it down that sweetness turned into like honey it was honeyish yeah like like super i guess you could say super sugary is that what you'd say for honey? Mark, would you think that? Like yeah. yeah. Super sugary? You know, sure. Like right? Actually, for cocktails, if you're if you're using, if you're making simple syrup with honey. Oh, I'd have learned this if I'd have made that honey cocktail thing. Yeah. yeah. See, if, if, you, if you use honey instead, instead of sugar, instead of, and then, then, of course, there are there are multiple types of, of sugar. And, and, and if you really want to get into the science of it, there, there, there is a, a bricks content and the measurement of the sweetness. Um, it is different between be, between different types of sugar, whether you, you're using um, turbinado or or, or uh, other other kinds. 
So anyway, uh, the, the honey actually is, is, is significantly sweeter than... Uh, if you'll, um, the same one we used on it before, it's like that micro, it's not not iPhone or anything, it's like that micro yep. thingy. Thanks, dude. Um, we'll wait for you to get back, bro. Yeah, I've used honey in a lot of things. How you? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'd asked him about that before because I know like that's, you know, I, me and cocktails, I don't know shit about cocktails. But I, I did know that, like, when you, if you use honey in a cocktail, you're not going after the taste of honey. It's, it's, it's what the sugar is doing to the, the alcohol, right? I think the only time I've really um, kept the honey bear around, I warm him up a little bit. You got to be careful. Warm the honey bear up in a little, you know, warm water. And then I, I use that a little bit um, when I do some tea once in a while. I'm not a big tea guy, but once I in a while, do, I only do, I do a little tea. I do a hot toddy when I have a sore throat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's that's the only time. And I, I use honey and tea and so forth. And I used to do, my grandfather used to do a tablespoon of honey and a tablespoon of vinegar for breakfast. And he would uh, do a tablespoon uh, of that for dinner. Why? Because my aunt, uh, it's like an old uh, remedy that, you know, like an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Honey and vinegar, if you do that a couple times before breakfast and dinner it's supposedly a very healthy thing for your system really yeah i um since we're on a honey rabbit hole there's something i'm going to do this year that i've never done but you know i don't have allergies but i get allergies twice a year you know now look at, at the, this at the end of you this. peeled the wrapper off the label off some of the glue was stuck that's exactly what that is yeah but it's well yeah, it's coming it's co well that's the heat transfer the heat is expanding the tobacco once there was a hole air got in the heat's expanding the tobacco and i know but i haven't had that happen many now oh. we are we are out of it could be degrees. how cold it is yeah um and and this is another funny thing to too because i always worried about when i smoked i lived in utah uh, for 10 years in the mountains right about 6800 feet so that's high elevation um and i always wondered how the cigars uh, were affected there I really, I really got away with it quite well. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, um, anyway. that's interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah, altitude can yeah. affect it too. But I, I got away with it. Huh. It went really well. Um, oh, but I was saying about allergies is there's that. Like, I don't know if it's true, if it's like an old wives' tale or anything like that. But uh, if you eat local honey, like locally sourced honey, it's supposed to help you against local allergies. I always because try to the, stay away from the local honey. The bees. <laughs> I'm married. Uh, we all are. Not anymore. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> not anymore. Them Instagram thoughts be getting after the oh cowboy. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I share them with her, too. So yeah, she oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, well, this cigar This cigar is actually... I like this. This is a... I could see this being a super, like, awesome morning cigar. It kind of surprised me a little bit. Because uh, initially, you know, when you get your first inch in, you know, I, I don't like to say an awful lot about it because, you know, I'm wanting to give it fair game till we get through the meat of it. But um, I was a little pleasantly surprised by it. Not knowing a lot about this cigar line. Uh, we haven't talked much about them or had, had them on the show. But, um, you know, that's what we do. So I'm glad we're doing it. I mean, you kind of get overwhelmed with all the different cigars that are hitting everywhere it seems like these days, especially the petite line 
Um, but that's what we do. So I'm glad we're having it on. I'm glad yeah. we're doing it. And uh, we just poured uh, the Mad Russians barrel pick. We're going to hold that till he gets back. Yeah, I'm going to get a picture um, of we'll most of that yeah, too. Yeah, do them together. That sound you heard, I got to power the laptop up and get the uh, zoom back up for Brian to jump in here. Yeah, I think that's what we did. I think we got some time lap coverage changed here. Um, but the cigar is really good, man. Uh, and I've, I'm a big fan of these cartoonish labels. And I'm not, not saying cartoonish as in the label is childish or bad or anything like that, you know. But it's the buoyancy of colors, you know, the angles are very um, warped like a... Um, uh, what's a what's a modern cartoon? I don't watch cartoons anymore. Me what's neither. A, what's um, a? Oh my gosh, there's all kinds of them. But well, I'm, like when you look at the um, like the colors and the shapes that are used in like the Star Wars cartoon series, you know, the like the vibrant oranges and then the real mute like it's not black but it's a deep, deep, deep brown. And then you got, I don't know. The the, the label is a lot of fun. You know, it says Thai tea on the back. Um, Got some good colors to it. Pravada cigar. Is that the Pravada? Yeah, it sure shit is. I think that is. Is that the Pravada Cigar Club stamp right there? Let me see. Right here. Yeah. Uh, the purple guy. Right yeah, there. I see it. I just don't know that I, I, yeah, I can't see if I can get enough is. light on it. Let me see here. Sure is. I think it is. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I like that. God, you almost could get a magnifying glass to see it, though. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. But, um, yeah, it's a good cigar, dude. I could actually, I could see this, um, you know, it's one of those times you're like, you wish this was a regular production thing, but I don't think it would be the same if it was a regular production item. I, uh, I do think in the cigar world, sometimes, um, there are fantastic regular releases that come out from boutique brands, big name brands, people all over the place. That does happen. I, I, we do know that, but then there are some times where they do one-offs, like, you know, this is probably a one-off cigar. Uh, I don't know if they do it often or, or, or what, um, but I don't think if you did something like this, it would have the same meaning, the same effect, the same taste if it was just a, you know, a regular rollout in the production line, you know, if a thousand of these are being rolled a day, I don't think it'd have the same effect, peel or draw, you know, it's like we talk about why the Calaveras are so different from crown heads, you know? Or, or we can go into like some of Romacraft's weird stuff, like the Sabretooth and the Mastodon and the Wonderlust and all those things. Or you get into um, like uh, Matt Booth and some of the off-brand 101 stuff. Um, interesting. It's, it's fun. It's interesting and different. Well, yeah, that guy blew up, man. Just kind of totally. Well, you see how it's it's gotten thicker? Like it's expanding. Oh, that cigar is, is thicker than this. It's like it's yeah, it's out of its yeah. It's out of its league, Donnie. So far at this point, this is the only um, kind of unusual. I'll be curious to see how yours two end because I'm a little ahead of you guys. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I didn't want to burn through the wrapper, so I was like, give it a shot and see what it does. Yeah. So, all right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll hit you with a couple ads real quick. Uh, we'll be back. We're getting the laptop hooked back up. When we get back, we're gonna get into this old Forester single barrel from uh the mad russian and uh yeah we'll see you guys back in a bit all right guys craft imperial is brought to you in part by wildwood pub and grill in wildwood missouri great place to go into to grab a drink awesome food a mixture of your neighborhood bar and grill nightlife 
and the baddest place to hit golf balls inside. Experience their four to five bay golf simulator, full 18 holes to a driving range. Go into Wildwood Pub, mention you heard about them on Craft Imperial Podcast, and you will receive a voucher for one free hour of virtual golf in one of the simulating bays. Drop in, grab a drink, have some awesome food, amazing people, and enjoy. All right, guys, we're back. Um, we got a little scheduling conflict that kind of popped up, so hopefully Brian will still get on here. Um, if not, we'll get some of it on here, and then if you're on the Patreon, you'll get the after hours today, which will be epically epic. Um, I guess we could... Uh, let's get into this, man. Yeah. Um, if you guys feel like it towards the end, I'll ship out this code to some individuals, and we'll see if we can't get some fools on here to say what's up. But um, Mark, what are we drinking, man? So this, now we're moving into another uh, Old Forester barrel pick. So it's a single barrel. Uh, this one's only 90 proof. And and in this this barrel pick, uh, they, they they wanted to, to, to extend it to a, a greater number of people. And that's why they, 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 they specifically asked for it to be 90 and not barrel proof. But... Uh, oh, that's... Okay. So it's more appealing to a wider group of people? Well... They wanted to make sure that uh, that more people had an opportunity to buy it. What does the proof have to do with that? Because they, I think they've, he, he's, I think he's, oh, he's feeling that um, there's a lot of people that really don't like the higher proof. Well, it'd be more tolerable at ninety. Well, also by by proofing it down. They, oh, dilution! You create more liquid. Yes. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, intelligence one, Viking but, zero. But it, it probably also appeals to, to to more people. I I personally would would, would rather have the cask shrank, right? And, and and if I feel like I I, I want to dilute it, I'll do it myself. Yeah, but but maybe they're uneducated and they. If don't I want to pee in me soon, I'll do it myself. <laughs> So what is well? Let's get into this. Let's cheers. Yeah. Hey, and explain and where this um, one's from because this is like this isn't a store pick barrel pick. You said this was something else. So I was invited through through a, a, a restaurant that that that's that that chattered last year, and uh, they they invited a, a small number of, of, of people mm. to to this 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 tasting with with, with Jackie's I can. And we we tasted through through multiple barrel samples, and then, and then and then we voted on on which ones were were, were the best. This actually was was my second choice, not my first choice. But uh, enough people liked this one that this is this is what we got. This is going to be really funny when I, I go ahead. I just I've got a big smirk on my face because this this pairing and this cigar I'm lighting up, which. Um, I'm lighting up the Oliva V-Series. It's the Maduro Special. And for any confusion I've ever said on the thing, this used to only come out uh, for Christmas. Mm -hmm. This was like a one-year put out by mm -hmm. Oliva. Mm -hmm. Now they put it out year-round. So when I've been well, asking... Well, well, well. They put out an Oliva V Maduro. They don't do this six-year wrapper Maduro Special all year long. That's what the Maduro Special is. Oh. Okay, well, I'm going to have to get some clarification because somebody just told me that these are out year-round now, these Maduro The Special. Oliva V. Maduro, yes. The, the Maduro Especial? 
which on the box reads a special. This says Maduro Especial on this. Uh, I, we'll, we'll, I'll find out. We'll find, find out. out. Well, I'll text, anyway, I'll text Joe right the now. The bottom line, line, these are more available what they used to be, and they're one of my favorite outside of my Asylum Premium, which we've talked about. Pretty much you got to get it online um, or through your local guy and have it ordered or whatever brought in, but uh, that's my favorite out of the Asylum line, and this is definitely my favorite on the Oliva V-Series. And I, that's not saying I don't like the other ones because I like them as well. Well, you know what? That actually might make some sense. And I have no problem saying I'm wrong. Because you know what I noticed yesterday when I was smoking that Milano? That wasn't just a Siri V Milano. That was a Milano Maduro. Which the Milano Maduro used to be, it was the same thing. It was the, you know, if you bought, you could buy as many Milano boxes as you wanted. You had an allocated amount of Maduro that you could get. Well, I just, I just text our local rep and ask if, because if that's the case, that then... What I don't want to see happen is, because the Oliva V, right? This, the Oliva V, that, that uh, I want to say it's a Habano wrapper that's on it. That's the lead Habano, maybe? That's a damn good cigar. That was, the, that was actually the first um, relatively full-bodied cigar that I was buying boxes of next to the Unholy Cocktail. Like that, that was that cigar, you know, Nicaraguan Puro, through and through, great tobacco, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm curious about that now. I don't want to see if they're regularly available. I don't want to see the regular Leva disappear. Because they're not... I mean... I don't think if, that's going to happen. Well, if you're getting into a richer flavor of the Maduro wrapper, you're going, you're going to get more attention to it. It's going to create more body texture. You're going to get more of that dry, fruity soil from Maduro than you will from a Habano, where Habano is going to have more like spices and, and uh, robust bite to it. Yeah. Well, this is the baby right here. That's Let me the baby, you. dude. This is the guy. If we're going to go 18 holes and we're going to be out there, this is this is the bomb you want with you because you, you got to smoke one on of those Labamas, dude. Or I'm going to do it for you. You got to. You can leave this on your cart for five minutes, come back, and it is perfect, ready for you to go. Didn't now, I? Didn't I go on a rant one episode about golf scars? We both did. Yeah, we did. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I won't do that again. Um, but hey, I, oh, sorry. There's a cigar for different things that you're doing. Like, you don't want to do a Lancero when you're playing golf. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and depending on the weather and the wind, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but you pick your cigar for the conditions hey, and what you're doing. That's one thing I said that I don't think I've ever touched on. Mark, I think you and I actually talked about this golfing one time. You saw me smoking a 660. Yeah. And you were like, you, you, you don't do that. <laughs> And I was like, I know, but when the wind blows, doesn't fuck up the burn. That's <laughs> exactly. true. There's enough tobacco there; it doesn't fuck anything up. I've never seen a 660 canoe. Never seen it. There's just too damn much combustion going on. It you can't holds. It. That's a fair point. There's too much fire. The only other cigar that I would go that's down from that is the Tatoaje um, Esteli um, Nevaeus. The Louis Vetus. Yeah. Louis Vetus. Yeah. Louis Vetus. I, yeah. I have some pronouncing some of them. I want to go. You know, sometimes we all. It's true. That's a good well, one. Well, we all, we buy some cigars. We should, the three of us should split a box of those. It's a hundred, or you can get 50 fucking cigars, and it's like, really, four bucks? Those are just fabulous cigars. Three those are, I mean, that's in my, will always be that in my thing top is 10. Fantastic. Yeah. Not, not the fact that I have no trouble with orange. I love it. Especially popping those around Halloween. I love it. And by the way, I'm wearing my uh, Halloween especial. Yes. Oh, speak, we just got a notification on our, our Instagram, and I wanted to bring this up on this episode. 
some kind of cool news. So we talked earlier, or we talked in 2019 or 2020, how Nat Sherman shut down. I heard um, they, uh, they, the townhome shut down. Altria got rid of the company. Michael Herklotz, who was the uh, brand manager, um, president of the cigar side, and um, another individual just launched a new company. And they are bringing back. They bought the rights to the Nat Sherman line. Yeah, I read. They're about bringing that the Nat Sherman back. Their company is Ferite Feritego, Feritego, F E R I O T E G O, and it is. I want to get these gentlemen's name right. I don't want to say this wrong. Michael Herklotz and Brandon Scott launched uh, Feriotego, and the first thing they did is they bought the rights to the Nat Sherman Timeless line. So Timeless, Metropolitan, and Epoca will be returning under their name. So they get, that means they, they get they get all the- Portfolio. All, okay. Yeah. So think of it, that's the best way to say it, portfolio. Okay. Right? If we buy Warner Brothers, portfolio. Not what they're doing tomorrow, whole fucking thing. All of it. Which is, which is really cool. Yeah, um, because right now, Craft and Pure is not for sale. Uh, Our portfolio no. is not for yeah, sale. Yeah, you can't, uh, you ain't getting this gold track. We ain't got no gold tracks yet, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, you didn't fire up a LaBaba! Well, I, you know, he handed me this one. This is I, I. That's all right. There's always the after hours. Are we? Yeah. I mean, shit. We've got. I mean, it's three. We got. We've we got. got uh, how do the French say? Time. <laughs> right. So now that I want to take of time, I'm excited about talking about this. Because Wait, why I asked that Russian? Is the Kremlin close soon? Mm. Oh, okay. He's, he's like Kremlin always open. We take your souls. <laughs> anyway, well, I think uh, it's funny uh, <laughs> is so we started out with the. Um, Remind me the um, Thai tea. The Thai tea. Hey, I wanted to tell you when you when you were inside. Sorry, if you look at that label, the Pravada Cigar Club logo, it's the little purple on the far right side where your thumb is. Oh it's yeah, Pravadas. Yeah, I never noticed that. Yeah. Uh. So what what I'm finding when I started smirking when I started this cigar because I know this cigar very well. It's a very full body. Plenty of spice for the guy who loves a full body, this Maduro Especial. It's like role reversal, like the old Forester barrel at 124 with the mild cigar was fantastic. Now, this Oliva V series, full of spice and blast and beautiful, is so well complemented with the old Forester because it's just like that, only it's toned down and um, a nice little match, I think. Right. It's like role reversal. You can tell. I will say one thing about this old fort. You can tell it's old forester. They're there. They're there. Um, this one, uh, uh, Russian, your barrel pick. This is crisper. It's snappier, and this is more citrusy. But you still know what I'm not tasting. The barrel. Yes. Are you getting any oak wood? Like it doesn't have to be oak. Like is there? It's such a difference from when you look at 1910, 1920, Prohibition, Statesman. You taste the damn wood. It's like licking the wood. You taste it. This one is also distinctly sweeter. Yeah, well, that, well there, I'm citrusy, snappy. That's what I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaning towards. And I think those flavors, um, when it gets colder, too, like the, we're, again, we're not at 38 in here, but I can feel my glass. It's definitely chilled. The flavors. Um, definitely. Yeah, it's probably during the temperature. Or oh, whatever. you can. Yeah, of course. If yeah. You want to? Just um, a little low, you know. Yeah. So if he if if he does come on, there's not a fire in his face, <laughs> you know. Um, these things happen. Scheduling conflicts, man. I, I you know, it's 
popular guy and you know but we'll see what happens um uh oh i was gonna ask i wanted to ask you guys something now we know when you introduce ice to a spirit it dilutes it okay as the warm spirit melts the ice the water gets in starts diluting the alcohol down you start to there's a point where you start to taste more of the refineness of of the whiskey itself before you just water it water it down right what can you say about cold temperature outside affecting the glass does that create more of a syrupy now when i'm saying syrupy i'm, I'm talking like the thickness of the sugar you know you know like when when if people that put their syrup in the fridge and when it comes out of the bottle it comes out real slow like honey versus yeah. versus if it's sitting in the the cupboard or the cabinet and then you hook it up that way you know what i mean i mean i Does honestly do i honestly thought if you're drinking these spirits at room temperature you're going to get the true flavors at room temperature i always thought that um i just had it now i've got my glass in front of this heater i'm going to warm it up for a little bit and try it again um and uh, i would also say we just opened this bottle too so it's probably changing as we speak because you know give that bottle some time to breathe i know that may sound funny but it's true um yeah that's an interesting point and me and you've talked about it because i remember when we were in your garage freezing and oh, didn't yeah. we do maybe the 15? 17 mcallen 17 year mcallen yeah but i think i had open 15, the 15 old, fits, yeah. old fits too yeah. and we were like well you know our glasses are pretty cold um i think we're going to get more bold flavors as it warms up a little bit um but this is a milder version of the 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 barrel pick that we had ahead of this yeah but it's, it's, it's unique though it and is I, I guess i'm it's asking not a typical old forester no it it's that at all at all um, it does Which have is a pleasant surprise. It does. I, I, there's one thing I think I've always said about every old force we've had, even the rye that we brought out um, uh, last year, sometime when we were on my on my porch, um, and that was another time. It was hot outside, so the whiskey was doing different things then as well. And um, we're trying to light the fire pit here. I think we're having gas line issues. Is it not out? firing up? The propane's out. It doesn't seem to be. It's heavy enough. Yeah, it's probably still full. Is it open? Yeah. I don't hear any gas. Well, maybe one of these skulls are mad. There's a bullet hole in one of them. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, there's a couple of his daughter's ex-boyfriends. And Mark's <laughs> like, oh, I got him on Etsy. <laughs> so I warmed this up a little bit. Well, as I ask that question, right, I like to ask before I speak forward. There's one thing you notice about whiskey, especially if you're camping and it's cold outside and you're pouring into a glass and it thickens up. It like it's like it metastasizes and it just thickens up. There it goes. Now I know gas. if it's non-filtered, non-chill, it'll definitely start clouding quicker, um, for sure. Um, as more air and time gets to it and and the cold, I think you're right. But I I would sway towards there's more flavors opening up at room temperature than when it's cold. Um, I would sway in, in that direction. Yeah, I, I was just curious about that. I wasn't really sure. Um, uh -huh, we have Lift dead off. boyfriend's heads on fire. Beautiful. That is actually perfect. Beautiful. Fantastic. 
I mean, skull heads with fire. I will never there. forget the first time came over to the Mad Russian's place, sitting out here, it's cold, fire's lit, and I was like, oh, those are cool, and I grabbed it. It's probably safe to say you can't fingerprint my right hand. You're going to get a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> it's just not going to work. So, uh, Russian, you heard what I was saying. Um, what have you experienced in that? Like, what do you think? Because um, I think it... Like, like I said, I'm saying, I'm saying it over and over. I think it thickens it up. I think it uh, creates a syrupy texture. A, yeah, I think that's the best way. I shouldn't say texture. Feel. You know? Actually, there is a... There's even a, a science to that. So... <laughs> Bro science. Oh, we'll do tell. So, um, if you think of like... Uh, the, the German I, I, and, and other countries do it too America, Canada um, uh, ice wine uh, what they do is, is uh, it, it's, it's, it's late in the, in the, in the, in the harvest period uh, they, they wait to not, not till the grapes are frozen but, but just before when, the, when, they're, when, they're, when, it's, when it's just right uh, the, 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 when, when the frost starts to form it uh, it because it concentrates the sugar in, in the grapes, so what you're left with is 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 a is a more dense syrupy wine with 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 with, with a much sweeter quality. So I don't I don't know that, that 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 we're getting the full effect of that here, but but there is something to that. Okay, it's kind of what I thought. Kind of you know. Um, but this is very, this is very good, and I this really kind of sucks because this makes makes you want to get and this makes you want to get into old force and have old force around all the time. But it's this you know higher proof even even at ninety even at ninety, but it's a it's a barrel pick, you know. It was it was done with Jack, especially with Jackie's eye can. So she had tasted through those barrels that were presented, obviously, you know. So they were already different, but these. They have like the essence of the typical old Forester you get to drink, but they're just they're a leap above. This if old Forester, if old Forester 1920 tasted like uh, the Dogwood Spirits, and then 1910 tasted like this barrel pick, I don't think you'd be able to keep that shit on the shelf. I think even more people would be out of their minds about um, old Forester. Now I do want to try that old Forester 1915. Okay. So that's not a bottled product. It's a, I guess you can call it like a fan-driven thing where you take 1920, 1910, mix them evenly, and apparently they call it Old Forester 1915. It's supposed to create like the, it's like the best blend of Old Forester. Kind of like the Pappy Poor Like the Poor Pappy. Man's Pappy, which we've <laughs> joked about. I don't know why they call that Poor Man because uh, no. you got to spend some money just to make that shit. <laughs> I would say you're looking at uh, probably $400 just to blend those two. That's insane. That's insane. Because Poor Man Pappy is special reserve, right? Or is it 12? Poor Man Pappy's, again, it's just your regular 12-year Weller. Right. And then what we did, typically on a Poor Man Pappy, then you do the 12-year um, year Weller, and then you do um, the Antique line, which is at 107, I Antique think. Antique 107. 107. Yeah. And that's, that's where you start. Well, what we did with my last blending is we used, we had um, had online, went through these configurations 
of the best of the non-chill out of 20 different non-chill yeah, um, yeah. barrel picks of the 107 yeah and we mix with that and it's um my buddy has had it two times now and he said it's better than the pappy 15. well we can we can talk about pappy, you can right? talk that way but i'm like bring 15 over so we can actually try that's it. the thing because here's where it gets right like i everyone knows where i stand on pappy pappy's it's good bourbon okay it is it's good whiskey is it the to die for no no i've said a million times there have been 25 dollars bibs you've brought to the table lights out that sheepskin and the sheeps and wolf clothing that beats any pappy any day of the week. it beats 23 just as sweet better proof and it beats old rip just on flavor consistency and price it i mean and it's hundreds of dollars cheaper it's just like when you create a line and you can't get it people want it more well that's that thing we and talked that's about basically right? what pappy's all about and we, is we, it a good bourbon yeah it's a good bourbon but it's it's not the craze it's made out and we be. tapped on that with cubans when who, who was it that asked us if the urge for cubans would ever go away and i was like no no way why because you still technically can't get them right they're still very very hard to acquire now granted we've put a lot of people onto a couple of online spots where you can order cubans anytime you want but not everyone's going to go online and wait six weeks for a $400 box of cigars to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Um, and we're, we're very adamant about supporting, supporting local. That's also why I don't think that Cubans will ever be sold in United States brick-and-mortar stores. Ever. I don't. You know? Um, one of the cool... If you're talking about getting them, one of the coolest things I've seen... Um, at Silverleaf in Austin, they have a humidor full of Cubans, okay? Now, you cannot buy them. There's a value per stick on the cigar. You can buy the value and trade them for a Cuban. I've been there. Silverleaf? Yeah. Yeah. That's where Michaela's Cigars actually started. 20, $25 is to get in the room, and we were back out the door. Mm-hmm. $25 just to go in to sit down to smoke. And I'm like, oh, we'll pass. That's where Al McAuliffe actually originally created and started that um, that company. Which I thought was really, really unique. Um, oh, what do we... So, what, so what do you think about these? This is one of those times we're getting to do something really fucking cool. Yeah. So how old how old would you say that, that barrel pig is, Mark? 18? Uh, we, I think we picked it in... Uh, whiskey in the winter of 17 so we, okay. we, we didn't get it until 18. okay so you so it's it's x amount of years old at 17 and opening now okay so we're at least we'll say three years just because whiskey in the winter is in november right or december or whatever um yeah what do you think i i if i'm picking a favorite it's the higher proof one right just because higher proof we like higher proof but again I just prefer the higher proof. It's not like it tastes better. I just prefer the higher proof. Um, it's very good. I like how different they are. Like how this one is snappier, sweeter, citrusier. It, it's kind of, it's more kickier. But what it doesn't have is that follow through finish because yeah. you don't have the proof. I think that's all. I think that's all it is. Right. Is you don't have the proof. But I it's, like them it's, both. It's dude. Old Forcer should taste like that. I That's think how it's old nice taste. to have them both in your collection <laughs> because then you could offer either or to somebody 
and or let them let them have the opportunity to try the difference um and, and it's a nice comparison to have i have the only old forester i have in the the bourbon vault is i have an old birthday I want to say it is uh, either 16 or 17. So I've never had birthday bourbon. Is it I've had worth? it because I just don't think it's all the hype it is. I Russian? would take that over the birthday. It's so fucking hard to get. It's not worth the, 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 the price. If you can get it at, at the suggested retail price, of course, buy it. Right. But who can do that? <laughs> I love, I love, 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 love. Like when that um, single barrel Weller, that, or is it like the orangish label? That's, that no one can get. No one has yet? Right. Yeah. When you go online, the MSRP on it, like suggested retail price is forty nine eighty. I'm like, right, right, because when I say about it, it's going to be 490 and 80, 80 cents to get it. Yeah, but I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen it here yet, and Come I don't on, know man, if that's a matter a of paperwork. It took a year and a half for foolproof yeah. to land anywhere in Missouri. Well, you know that the Dogwood Social Club will have it in their glass cabinet at some point if they can get it. Yeah, they got to rework that whole idea. <laughs> well, that because you can't get it, you have to look for this small elf that's somewhere back in the back room that has the golden key. And if yes. it's crowded or whatever, it's going to be like, you'd be there an hour. You find like, the key, has anybody found gold? the elf yeah. with the golden key? With the golden key that can unlock and give us a four of that? Well, you know, we got it. I'm like, well, okay, well, that's really working out. Yeah. Well, that's like, I'll never forget I sat down there. Oh, and guys, by the way, Dogwood, it's awesome liquor store. Fantastic package store. Great little social housing they have, too. We're not dogging that. We're just, we review shit and we talk shit, right? So get over it. Shut up. We're sitting in there. Like we're gonna get a call. Right. If we do if we do <laughs> Hey Mark Hodge, I will I'm not I will happy live with stream that shit. I'll get a Facebook and live stream it. I mean, got one of those and I'll do it. Live stream the whole thing. And I'm like, ooh, I found his gold, I get his key. <laughs> and uh I'm sitting there and I was like, uh yeah, I'd like a four hands incarnation. I just have a beer real quick. Cool. She walks over there, goes all the way to that corner on that wall of beer taps, pours the beer and comes back. She's like, you know when we open, you're gonna have to do that yourself. I went, what? She goes, yeah, all beer here is self-serve, and you pay by the glass. Like uh, Circle 7 does. Yes and no, because that taps at my table. Right. 8,000 other people aren't but putting what their do they grubby do? ass uh, hands on that tap. What do they give you, a card? I have no idea how it works. Because uh, if it's like Dave Mushers, I got to go in there and like load some points, and each beer is like, well, that's like, you ever been to um, uh, the Cardinal Stadium in that beer garden, and they have the taps on the wall that you pay by the ounce? Oh. And if you're sneaky, if you double pump it, it'll skip the ounce point. Just keep pulling your beer. <laughs> Secret I, time. I've one, two, it. three, go. You can cheat the system. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I didn't. I didn't know that. I've ever, I, I, I really try to go to, to very specific games where I can get the the, the all inclusive pass for for Cardinals. And if you got, if they if they bring that back this year, maybe maybe we should do that. We should do that. We were talking about doing it last year. Well, we wasn't there it. a place that opened in the Grove where they gave you a card? And you basically just drink whatever you want, and it's all on a card. And then at the end, you give them your card, and you know you pay for whatever you drank. That's the easiest dine and dash place I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> I thought there was a place I in the Grove the that started now. Bathroom. This could have all been stifled with COVID, um, <laughs> which that's the craziest thing. We've who knows the rules and regulations there by the hour. That's why uh, e even. To, I always tell my wife when we go anywhere, don't even look online. Call them. Oh, yeah. Find out the specifics of this hour, this day, this date, because you can't 
even even menus you get to a place and you think you're getting there and you're gonna get a ribeye and they're like oh well i see it right here well have you checked online uh yeah well have you checked online in the last hour no oh, no i have not dude, there's things even crazier than that you know we love the bellwether bellwether down the city fantastic restaurant love that place we're sitting there at the bar we looked at the fucking menu and it said ribeye said ribeye uh, we even asked the bartender i was like is this is the menu she goes yeah you can have it outside get outside get handed a completely different menu yeah there's no ribeye they only get a strip steak then yeah no got fucking fish <laughs> They didn't oh. even have the strip steak. No, they didn't have strip steak. Got fish. I don't know how I ended up with fish and everyone else had cheeseburgers. That was, a, it was one of those weird <laughs> nights. One of those yeah, weird nights. Fucking fucked up. Like, Mark's oh, like, why the fish. hell am I sitting here eating fish and I you're said eating it. a big burger? It sat down. Everyone's eating burgers. And I'm like, you're just lucky Aaron was with you because she didn't eat it all. I want to yeah. diet. I'm watching my girl's figure, bro. <laughs> I'm a biscuitarian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, man. So I'm, I'm wrapping up this Thai tea. I'm gonna jump into something else here. I got a little old school dance. I'm gonna play. Well, how, how long are we into our uh, fun today? How long An hour, hour and hour and some change. Well, it's going so well. I'm very happy uh, with this today. I mean, we got fire coming through the skull heads. We're rolling through two old foresters that are we're very high on um the chai tea for me i i really enjoyed it the end kind of blew out on me who knows but anyway that was that was pretty good pairing and then of course i'm loving my old-time favorite um the Aleva v uh maduro special so very happy so far and we've got other fun things uh to do so it's going to be a fun day Plus, we're looking over here at a, a live video that's going live nowhere except back to us. Yeah. Which is kind of um, fun seeing ourselves. I could probably, um, I don't know, we could, I don't know, send it over some peeps, bring some peeps. Let me it. ask you a question because now that I've, I'm on Instagram now just for our Craft Impuro to, uh, I'm not really doing much with the bourbon account right now. Um, I, I'm mainly on there to post things on our, our Craft and Pure account, but um, I saw, and, and I feel really bad that I don't know the name of this cigar um, line, but it's this beautiful gold ashtray, and then I guess you get these gold coins or whatever. I don't know how you get them, um, but it's the, the line of cigar that has that round, like, Mongolian, that crazy. Room 101, it's payback. It's the payback from Room 101. Right. I thought that line had shut down. No, no, no. We had talked about Room 101, and I was telling you how a few years ago, Matt Booth, because remember we were talking about the jewelry? It was the last episode yeah. we did down there at Grand Crew. Yep. And I was talking about how he's doing his jewelry, and at one point in time, like, Room 101 cigars was going to be no more. And then due to the, the feedback and the, the pairings that he did and he got back with, released that. The gold payback is the Connecticut Shade payback. They had it at... At Grand Crew, I showed it to you. Well, yeah. What's the deal with the gold coins? Um, it's probably something that one one brand is doing. Uh -huh. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. So what I, I told saw, you, man, like Matt. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Matt Booth posted a video, and and if you watched the video, you you could enter in a drawing, and and he chose two people, and he sent out two coins. Oh, the Room One One Shadow Army. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of I, like I watched that video, but it was like, hey, here's Matt Booth, and this is what we're doing, and blah, 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 and then also go. 
I was like, oh, what, what so, happened? No, and this, then he's on to another little gig. And I'll then show a, you. Another little I'll gig. I'll show you when we're done. Another little gig. So and I'm like, well, a, I can't, what's going on? That's a uh, live video. So it only plays for X amount of seconds, and you have to click on it to continue the video. Oh, see, that shows what I know. That's what that is. It's all right, man. You're 60, and you're just on Instagram. Oh, my God. There are, put it this way, bro. There are 15-year-olds on Instagram making millions of dollars a year. So right. you're not late, all right? There's some douchebag nine-year-old on YouTube that makes $15 million a year going, oh, my God, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, go to Christmas, goddaughter, oh, my God, I got his dinosaur. And he's making millions. $15 million, okay? <laughs> and you know his dad is sitting back on that couch just... <laughs> But do you see the commercial? No money. <laughs> what is the commercial with the old guy with older people, and he's like trying to teach them some new shit? It's no, like, oh, it's the Geico commercial, and he's like, "I am a, I am a, what is it? I'm teaching a, you not to be like your parents. <laughs> yeah. I, I help aging individuals teach them to not be like their parents. Right. And uh, they're walking. We through all the see store. it. We, we all, all see it. it. We see the blue. We blue. See it. His hair's blue. <laughs> all right, today. We are going to do a PDF hookup. And everybody's like, everybody backs up from the computer. And he's like, everybody huddle oh in. It, it is funnier than shit. The guy's trying to help a guy back up. Walk away. Walk away. He, he walk away. You don't even know that guy. Down. Walk he's away. He's standing there in the hardware oh, store. And he goes, hey, what you're going to want. He didn't ask for your help. He did not ask he for your help. He did not ask for you. Yeah, it's hilarious. Geico is great. I also like the... Um, uh, is it progressive insurance or um, flow yeah flow and that crew the little red-headed guy that's hilarious shit yeah. man they are so freaking good when they do in like on sundays they do the sing-alongs and flow yeah. comes in and he obviously flows playing Danny all the parts boy, said, yeah the pipes the pipes are calling she goes we love this guy why didn't you tell us about this bundle i've literally been telling you for like 10 years exactly <laughs> i love it and then they start singing again and she just walks out of the room uh, it's hilarious. God, you know what we did before that? There was the Miller Lite commercials with all the ex-athletes, which I used to love. And then, of course, that all went bye-bye for some whatever freaking reason. Who knows, man? You can't. You you don't want guys selling alcohol that are athletes. That's a bad thing. Who knows, man? It's oh, always yeah, it's, some bad apples that screw it up. Dude, it's who knows. I, I, I had this conversation the other day, and I was talking to somebody, and they were like... Uh, um, I think college athletes should allow to be sponsored and endorsed. And I'm like, I do too. Like, I, I think they, if you, you know, there's there's probably three from each of the big NCAA teams in the SEC, whatever. That like, I, uh, Jordan wanted to sponsor that long-haired kid from Clemson. What's his name? You know, the long-haired quarterback. Um, I can't. Kids, kids now you kids, put me on the spot. Sorry, and I can't kid, think of kid's going to be a star in the NFL if he just keeps his shit together. He's going to be phenomenal. Like, that's another Mahomes. That's who that kid is. Well, he didn't look He's too a, good against Ohio. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. But he'd also, like, been out. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. And by but, the way, I think this is going to be a good Monday night game, the national yeah. championship. But, um, and they were talking about why. And I was like, well, here's the thing, right? Most of these kids are, like, 20, 21 years old, okay? Now, probably 80% of them, if you sign with a $3 million contract, they're going to behave. But that 10, 15%, that's 20 years old with $3 million in their pocket, 
the hot shot of, of the school. They're the popular kid in town. Something stupid. Is gonna, they're going to go buy the race car and drive it into a brick wall. Yeah, but can't they come up with something like, you know, listen, um, should he be making money? Yes. But it's not like we're just going to give him the money. It's like if you're... Uh, you know these what do they call these kids that inherit a lot of money they don't give it to them no right it's away. in a uh oh what is that called a bond a safety no uh, what do they call um something gift babies where they get it like trust fund? Trust, trust fund, fund babies like this is put into a trust fund for this college athlete he doesn't have those funds readily available he has like i don't want to say a life coach or a lawyer or a trust that this is put in and a he's financial given advisor specific, right he's given specific, uh, specific times when he can um access his money and these things and create a process for these guys to prosper but in a way it's not detrimental to well them. i've even said something simple like okay you want to generate these kids some money right so they are their kids okay? because they're making i'm like money so why you. exactly you that, that kid can go to mcdonald's and get hired making 15 dollars an hour okay pay him Pay those kids $15 an hour for every hour of practice and gameplay. It's not a lot of money. It's, it's not. Especially to, if you're like a Big Ten, an SEC, a Pac-12 team, they probably spend more money in towels a game than they would paying these kids. But it puts a, it'll put a couple thousand dollars in these kids' pockets over a season. Pay them. And, and the universities get a huge, that, that's a huge boon for those yeah. universities. Well, and then what you start, what I think you would start seeing is you got a, you got a. Not uh, to mention the NCAA. Right. You get, a, you get a second string, uh, we'll say a running back or a wide receiver, right? That is ugh, that close to that first string spot. These kids start getting paid to play. You're going to start seeing extra effort. You're going to start seeing everyone wanting to play more. You're gonna start seeing more talent. There's gonna be a larger talent pool. Yeah. That's gonna trans. That's gonna transfer into professional sports. You're gonna start seeing a larger talent pool because money pushes people. They just have to create a a way to do it that makes total sense for the education and the development of the kid. Not necessarily just through the athletics, but as well as his schooling and graduating and have benchmarks for him. I, I mean, there's a process. I'm not saying I'm the, the guy that can figure it out, but, you know, you would certainly think at this point they better start trying to figure it out because it's coming. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen because soon you're going to have these kids doing walkouts and lockouts and we're not going to play. You know, that's the last thing the NCAA wants. But uh, so on these old forces, man, I mean, these are great, great. I lean towards the dogwood pick just because the the proof. But I'm going to stick with what I said. Old Forester should taste like that. So we tried them all at at barrel strength. And the one that I wanted the most actually was, um, I think one of the reasons that it was more off-putting to the rest of the group was that it, it, it was um, it was not as sweet. And I thought I thought it was more complex. It had more of a... It kind of had had, had 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 kind of a a, a, a dusty quality, and, and and normally you know if 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 that is too prominent in a whiskey, I, I don't like it. Um, I I think sometimes when you pair it with a cigar, that 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 part is masked a little bit, but um, but it had, it also had I thought I felt like it had enough sweetness. That that was the one that I wanted. I really, I mean, and it was close. It was a toss-up between that one and 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 this one, and 
we, you know, we actually had to, had to go through a second round of, of blind voting, and, and, and this one came out on top. So this is, that's how we ended up with this. Well, I don't know what the other one tastes like, but I'm not mad at you guys picking that. That was fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so we all jumped into some second cigars here. I'm smoking a uh, Man of War Perfecto. This is uh, AJ's private blend. Um, this is his daily smoking cigar he would smoke in the factory. Um, these are really good. Small little guys. Real dope, fun. Esteli Nicaraguan Puros. These are really good. Um, I think you guys both smoked this. I'm giving them to you. Have you smoked this? Jeez. You smoked this? Like I have a log. I yeah, we I smoked this. I have. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll get you one. I got. I got. Anyway, I I think I did mention to you. I had that um, lunatic perfecto, and I said, Mark, I said, there's one thing I learned this weekend. Perfectos are not good in the wind. Mm -mm. They canoe, and you're lighting, and you can't carry on a conversation. I mean, you solely have to be devoted to that cigar. That's why we've had our conversations. You pick the cigar on your conditions and what you're doing and playing. Yeah, that's a yeah. very that's a very fair point to, to take, and that, that that comes down to like uh, Russian. You were on a lunch break the other day, chilling, chilling out there at the hill, having a cigar, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. What size cigar did you pick for your break? Actually, it was the Thai tea. It seemed like just go. just the right thing for the it was it was the right size it's for the amount bad. of time that. What was that? About a 30, 40 minute break. How many? How long did you break? An hour. I gave myself an hour, but I knew that I'd had to had a budget the time to drive back. So and where it, did you do that tie at? It was the, the hill, and uh, I was I, I was outside because it was it was actually warmer Wait, warm you enough. Went from Soulard all the way up to the hill, cigar. Yeah. Damn, that was a fifteen at least fifteen minute further, maybe. Well, so you got some options, man. You could dip off a of Grand Cru. I mean, you could anywhere down there. So Stanley's. I, oh no, they're not open during the day. Yeah, three o'clock. Yeah. But I, I actually, I, I, I felt good doing that. And when I, when I went back to work, it was, I, I, it, yeah. I, I was, I was re relaxed. I, I think I'm going to have to try to do that more often. <laughs> yeah, I was just telling you about that story the other day when you were there. You were like, oh, there's a sweet little story. I, I'm at the Hill Cigar thing. And I was like, oh, I got a sweet little story. I'm just down the street. Me and Janina just stopped in for um, a little quick cocktail at Milo's. Have you been to Milo's? It's a uh, just uh, Italiano, if you, if I can say it like that. Um, you know, they got the whole full line of Americano, Italian. You know, but they have the Bochi outdoor Bochi uh, there too, right in the heart of um, the hill. We were just down there having some cocktails, and that's why I was like, "Oh, I'll tell you a funny little thing." He thought I was at the hill with you. I'm like, "Ah, no, I was just down the street." And that's when you were putting together the the little Christmas cigars Principal and I guess, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, and 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 you, you know, that was a, a, a worthwhile contact. I really enjoy, en, enjoyed meeting D Darren and his girlfriend. I've, I've 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 actually exchanged a few emails with them in the in the time since. Uh, I, I I like what they do. I mean, I, I he 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 seems to 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 consider himself more of a, a, a an, an an art enthusiast antiques collector first uh so he really knows th that 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 stuff um but what's well, a cool way to present into cigars you know it's, it's interesting i thought the cigar was presented well with the green and red wrapper i thought the presentation was really nice 
So I, I told him what I and I, and and Tim, the the owner of of the hill. I said I, I would love to be able to try. The they they have this one called the Banker, where he 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 managed to buy this series of of of. of uh, uh, stock certificates from the 1920s. H. H. Upman's banker? No, no. The the the, the cigar itself is called. The, uh, hey, there's also an H. Upman called the banker. Oh, so this this is from principle. Oh, he he had he he had a, a stack of 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 1920s like the original stock certificates, and 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 he he used them in, in the cigar. So inside the the box. In, in 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 the lid of the box is is the the large portion of the stock certificate, and the other portion of of the stock certificate is actually the the the, the footband for for all of those cigars. And 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 it looks really cool. That's I, cool because that was probably lead ink they used, <laughs> but whatever. It was the twenties. <laughs> yeah, but I'm in. <laughs> after we get off online, that brought up another idea I have of some of some currency that I have had for quite some time, which is very interesting. Either wrap them or put them in your box. I thought I would think that would be fun because at some point, I don't know what's going to happen with the currency. Yeah. Um, all right. So what will we move on to next? Would you guys want to try this uh, 18 experimental from still 630? Um, well, of course. Yeah. yeah why let's not? do that. Let's give that a little. So kick. did you say that you, that, that you pulled it out of the bottle and, and put it? Put no, it no, 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 no. This was... Um, before before still 630 was offering all their stuff up online this was um uh one of the the weekend things okay that had gone down there and got and it's it's a st louis single malt but it is um second fill char level three it was 20 it was uh 18 of year and eight no yeah year and eight months old um and then it was finished in a barrel a bourbon barrel and this is 100 proof Oh, okay. okay. Right. So this will be uh <clears throat> And this has been sitting. Uh, I opened it that day. You know, the other thing, I, I still, I brought door. this up a couple times, and we just need to get with our sponsor, Brian at Lit, um, our locker sponsor, because, um, you know, they've got a great barrel pick of Yellowstone out there. I would love to have still, we brought it up uh, a couple times on our podcast to get a hold of his original uh, samples for the barrel pick. I think that would be fun to do. Yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. So this is a hundred proof single malt, finished in American barrels, American bourbon barrels. Sorry. Wow. Oh, I can definitely. The malt is definitely mm -hmm. there for sure. Oh, I like that. That's not bad at all. Do not tell me why, and don't ask me why. <clears throat> Tasted like a hot tamale for a second there. Hmm. Interesting, right? Well, I think what's interesting about it malt, is I smell sugar. the malt. It surrounds me. I taste it. There's like a nice little flavor there, and it just fades away. Yeah. It reminds me of Evan Williams. You know, the Evan Williams... It's probably, you know, they're readily available. That Evan Williams hits you, I taste it, and then whoop, it's gone. And I don't know what batch it is. I don't know if it's the Evan Williams small batch. It's like, you know, I've seen them out there at like old 12, 13. It's an old, it's like a six year, but man, it just hits you and it's gone. Evan Williams is another one of those that 
I've never really warmed up to. Remember we had the bottle and bond. It was the woodsy. But we've never gone back and tried it again. And so I guess we need to go back and see if anything's changed. Because we opened that probably seven, eight months ago. And it was a hundred proof bottle and bond. For me, that was probably the lowest bottle and bond I would give a rating so to. I didn't try that one with you guys. I tried that on it my It was own. a white label, you know, hundred proof bottle and bond. Yeah, Evan that, Williams. I think that was the first time collectively as a group we were like, hell no. Nope. Nope. There was there, there wasn't any good to find in it. It was just it was bad. It Unless just we're just we've been branding cattle's all day and crap and seared skin and whatever and we even then i'll be like god damn <laughs> holy shit i can't even make the cowboy happy with that shit so i actually had a really fun experience with it the first time i tried we it we still but, love you heaven hill but I, I i um that we do but 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 that particular one the first time i tried this it is definitely um, malty as hell I, I i borrowed my my my, my buddy's BMW that he had just bought for like eighty five thousand uh, dollars, and, and he, he asked if he could just park it in my garage. But well, 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 he went overseas for a year, and, and I told him, okay, so I, I I did what you asked. I, I've been driving it around the block like once a week, and then reparking it. Um, want want to take the wife out on a date? Uh, and and uh, you know, of course, I can take my my my, my Jeep, but I want to take your fancy car. And he's like, okay, and. Uh, Everything was just fine until until the the, the end of that night when uh, I'm we're 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 leaving this the, the, this whiskey tasting event it was whiskey and cocktails so so they, they they didn't just do straight pours they 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 were they were mixing everything in a cocktail and, and I thought that one had a much better application in, in, in a cocktail because they because they 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 made it a, a much more balanced final drink. And, and 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 the guy who, who who was running that event we're getting in the car and and, and he, he runs out the door and he, and he hands me that the, the, the oak barrel topper the one that, that I have on, on on the wall downstairs and he's like hey man you want this I'm like yeah and I was so excited to take this barrel topper it's like are you, are you serious he's yeah what am I gonna do with it here you're like so so I but 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 because yeah. it was there was I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not really heavy but but it was there was enough weight of me sitting in that passenger seat when I when I opened that door it scraped along the the, 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 the sidewalk <laughs> you mean the door got like raked on the concrete yes oh my god yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so i definitely paid more than than what i intended to on just because that, of that. barrel top was not free <laughs> it was free in spirit yowza wow um, all right guys so what we're gonna do um we did run into some time conflictions uh with pravada so we will make that up uh we're working on a date for that now uh, this has still been great. Um, now, am I the only guy that's not in the Pravada Club? Does everybody else have a monthly membership to the Pravada Cigar Club? Are you? Yes. You? Hang on, hang on. We may do... Yeah, I've been in it for years. Oh, and then Sheldon. So I'm the only cast member who has not joined in on that. Well, well, I so we I'll may, we may do... Oh, my God. That's normally just you guys... When I start getting all right, well, guys, like so this is what we're gonna do. You guys are gonna get something special, um, and this is actually gonna go to the Patreon as well. I am going to end this episode. 
Uh, I'm going to say goodbye for everyone. We're going to clock this out and save this. We're going to do another episode. Brian from Bravada is hopping on right now. Um, we're, are you cool with that? Sure. Everyone good? We're going to hop on with him right Love now. Love time. Um, we're going to set this thing up. Um, if we can get that hooked up to the speaker, get this thing bumping. Guys, this is the Viking, Bourbon Cowboy, Mad Russian. Dude, thanks so much for hosting. All right. Uh, one last thing. The still 630 experimental from 18. What do we think? I liked it. Really good, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to send this over to Dave and see if there's any of this X29 left. See if we can't get like a 750 of it. Get a bottle. Yeah. Of it. You know what I'm saying? See what's going on with that. All right, guys. Thank you so much. You lucked out. Two episodes in one week. What the fuck? Who knows? I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, yeah. Take care. Hey, Lit Cigar Lounge. Greatest cigar lounge in the state. Get out there. Check them out. Everything is back open. That bomb-ass bar, that ever-building humidor. The Snyder family running that place. Craft Imperial from day one. They're with us. You're yeah. with them. We're all together. We're all lit. Knocking this out, man. We're lit as fuck. All right. Cheers.